Makers of Sport Podcast, Episode 43, Halftime. Halftime, the 20-minute show on the off weeks of interviews where I discuss topics such as professionalism, entrepreneurship, and business to help you and your careers so that you can apply it to the sports industry. On today's episode, we're talking about working remotely or telecommuting if you want to use the uncool old school word for it. Today is the greatest time in the history of the world for you to be able to do what you're passionate about while living where you want to live, not where you have to live in order to do what you want to do. Now to start, I'm going to tell you a short story about a friend that I have in Lexington whom I occasionally meet for lunch to share stories and also sort of channel inspiration. Now I remember when I first met this guy, I thought, this dude does not look like he belongs in Kentucky. He just had this whole vibe about him. He looked creative, I guess, sort of a, in a stereotypical hipsterish kind of way. If you think Brooklyn designer, you'll, you'll know what I mean. He just had this big city fashion before social media. I was intrigued by this guy and his, his rebel personality, that sort of avoiding the status quo mentality. He really turned me on to this whole entrepreneur thing and being comfortable with who you are and how you don't fit the nine to five grind. This guy is extremely passionate about gaming. So passionate, in fact, that once he had a small creative shop focused solely on marketing and branding for the gaming industry, and he was doing pretty well. Now, as you can imagine, Lexington, Kentucky is not exactly a hotbed when it comes to the gaming industry. But the thing I found extremely inspiring about this friend is that he didn't even consider his location at all when it came to making inroads in his industry. In fact, I was once having lunch with him discussing landing clients outside of our market, and he just straight up told me, quote, I'll never let my area code hinder what I can do professionally, end quote. I actually wrote that down, and I try to remember that today when thinking about remote work or or discussing it. Now, about a year later, this same friend, whose name is Wes Keltner, launched one of the most successful mobile games of all time in the App Store called Breach and Clear from his company Gun Media. Today, he frequents gaming events and conferences and has raised over a million dollars in funding and is working on a console game that is gracing many game publication wish lists, which will be coming out this year. Now, think for a minute about listening to this podcast. Many of you I have developed real relationships with or have had conversations with over time because you listen to the show. Most of the time, they tend to start out on Twitter Then maybe we move to direct messaging, to email, to Skype or Google Hangouts, and in some rare cases, even in person at conferences or other events. Even those of you who haven't tweeted with me or digitally chatted with me as much might still feel a connection to me just because of the intimacy 
of the podcast medium as it relates to me sharing my thoughts, my personality, and sort of my worldview with you through my own voice and audio form. This is happening all while I'm living here in Kentucky, in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Consider for a moment the people you communicate with daily in this sports design or business industry just in general. We are constantly conversing with one another, developing relationships, and residing in online communities of our interests. The internet, even though some argue is ruining people's ability to form personal human-to-human connections, is this vast and wonderful place where if you dig deep enough, you find that people are actually communicating very deeply with one another. Now, like many of you that listen to the show, I'm a millennial. I grew up with you as digital nomads. We've grown up sort of thinking the word social media is, is a dumb term because the internet for us has always been social. We've gamed online with one another, joined online chat rooms maybe when we were young using fake screen names as high schoolers and communicated with our friends via text or AOL chat. We know there is no social internet. There's just the internet. Everything is social. It's just the default of participating online. This is also true when you think about client work and freelancing. You see, you don't have to actually be physically present to get successful and productive work done with others. One of my own biggest clients is in Denver, Colorado. And as I mentioned, I reside rurally about 45 minutes outside of Lexington, Kentucky. Each Monday at the same time, I have a Skype call with this client discussing what needs to be done for the week, what was finished up last week, and even occasionally goofing off or telling funny stories about our weekends. Now, I also have a Slack channel set up for this client where we have water cooler chat. I'll get into Slack a little bit more in in a bit. But we have water cooler chat there and share funny gifts or discuss projects or what we need to do for the day. We also have to-do lists set up on Basecamp, which is a project management software. We share files with one another in Dropbox, and we set up screen sharing in GoToMeeting when I need to walk them through a presentation or design I'm submitting. I bill them through digital invoicing systems, and they pay via credit card. Other than the occasional physical item that gets overnighted between us, there is literally no physical interaction. In fact, in the near two years I've been working with this client, I've only met them in person once, and that was after I was already working with them for a year. But it still feels like we're pals, like we know each other. They know me, I know them, they know about my family, I know about their family and their hobbies. Where I am when I perform my work does not matter. What matters is that I'm passionate about the work and that I don't waste my time playing video games or watching TV when I need to be doing something for them. Those of you that listen know that my passion is where sports and design intersect. However, just because I live in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, I'm not going to let that stop me from working with people in this niche when opportunities arise. And you shouldn't either. You should seek out opportunities outside of your locale in the area or niche that you're passionate about. Why do many of us today still let our locations be an excuse for what we want to do professionally? Sure, there are instances where being in person may be vital, specifically in the full-time sense. 
If you want to work for the Chicago Bulls full-time, of course you need to be in-house the majority of your time. But there may be ways to convince your superiors to let you try working remotely, at least for a small bit of time. One of these ways is to discuss productivity. For example, Jason Fareed, who is the co-founder of the project management software I mentioned earlier called Basecamp, once gave a TED Talk, which I'll put in the show notes, where he mentions that when people need to get work done, they tend to get into the office super early, or they stay super late, or maybe they sneak in on the weekends. Why is this? It's because that during normal office hours, there are constant distractions. Freed calls them interruption factories that chop your day into tiny bits. 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 5 minutes here, and so on. There are meetings, conference calls, or just people dropping by to chat, or maybe even superiors that drop in and try to follow up on the status of that thing you're working on or, or telling you that they need something now. Uninterrupted, meaningful, and creative work can be too hard to get done in today's office environments. Many times, trust tends to be the issue when it comes to allowing people to work remotely. The old mentality of work is that you need butts and seats to show how successful your company is, to show how productive it is, or maybe so your boss can reside over you making sure that you're doing your work. For example, how does your boss know that you aren't playing video games and browsing Facebook all day if they can't see you in their office building? Well, let's go ahead and let the secret out. Chances are that people are already doing that anyway in the office. You know you're on Facebook in the office. You know you're watching YouTube at the office if it's not blocked. Being in an office isn't going to stop someone from wasting time. I personally live by the principle that your passion is the thing that you won't cheat on when no one else is looking. These are the people that make for the best remote workers, people that care about their craft enough to do their best on it on their own time when there is little to no reward, people that just want to get better. The very fact that you take time to listen to this podcast means that you are one of these people. You don't just go home at five o'clock and turn, turn things off. You want to learn and you want to get better. Renowned entrepreneur and founder of Virgin Richard Branson argues that companies should give people the freedom to work wherever they want to work. That to successfully work with other people, it takes trust. And a big part of that trust is allowing people to get their work done wherever they are without constant supervision. We live in a time where the technology is readily available and affordable to maintain constant communication. An example of one of these types of communication platforms is the company Slack, which I mentioned earlier that I used with one of my clients. This is a startup that is barely over a year old, and it is geared towards in-house communication and team collaboration that is now valued at over $2 billion, touting over 750,000 daily active users. And it even grew from a $1 billion valuation to over $2 billion valuation in as little as five months. Now, unfortunately, the reality, as you know, in the sports business, is that this niche tends to adopt things late, such as allowing for remote workers or having design-led organizations like what is happening in the Silicon Valley. Now, I've said over and over that I'm all about an athletic director that's a creative director. Like, why can't we get that in college sports? There are VPs of design and corporations. 
We need an ADCD. But that aside, I believe eventually sports organizations and jobs will have no choice. If you truly want to hire the best talent, why should ex-employee have to uproot their family and leave the place that they love to come live in your small college town just so they can be physically present if they aren't the ones that need to be physically present at games, keeping stats, dealing with coaches, or setting things up in a physical form. After all, we are just making things for the internet. We're making creative things that can be done on the computer over the internet. It's super easy to jump on a plane. No one that works in the digital or creative realm should ever have to sacrifice losing a quality employee or a quality job opportunity simply because they aren't interested in moving to another city. Teams need to innovate or get left behind by talented employees who are sick of the demands and the hours it takes to work in an office in sports. If that stat that I mentioned earlier regarding the company Slack tells us anything, it's that the future of work isn't coming, it's already here. Will you be the next Tyson Beck working from your Australian home, creating for the NBA in the U.S.? Or the next Rodney Richardson of Rare Design in small town Mississippi? Or Joe Bosak creating some of the biggest brands in sports from a small town in Pennsylvania? Never let your location be a barrier and keep you from pursuing your passion. If you have any questions or comments for me on this topic or have suggestions for any other topics you'd like for me to, to discuss in these halftime episodes, then feel free to email me at info at makersofsport.com. Speaking of email, be sure to sign up for the newsletter where I have been sending out a weekly email called Weekend Reads. This particular newsletter includes interesting articles, sports design or technology or branding news, links that I find inspiring, or even sometimes my own articles that I write specifically for that email list. Now, you'll also get announcements of upcoming guests, special offers. Maybe if I sell merchandise, you get a discount. Who knows? You can go there, sign up by going to makersofsport.com slash email. On next week's episode, the guys from Torch Creative are joining the podcast. Co-founders Brad Bishop and Michael Thurman are coming aboard to discuss their work doing branding in college sports, as well as for the NHL. Both Brad and Michael will also be at Major Level Creative Connect, which is next week. The design conference is for people working in pro sports. To find out more, you can head over to both of these people's websites at torchcreative.com or mlcconnect.com. As always, please like, rate, and write reviews of the show on iTunes. You can get there right now by going to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. I'll also accept likes or ratings on Stitcher SoundCloud and wherever you happen to be listening to this right now. Here's a review written recently by iTunes user M. Mandela. Makers of Sport provides extremely pertinent information for anyone looking to work in the field of sports design. The interviews with designers are great, but I find that I get the most out of the halftime podcasts. The tips and advice with regards to professionalism and entrepreneurship are priceless, and I hope that I can implement them to further propel my career. Great work. M. Mandela, many thanks for the compliments. It truly gives me pleasure to know that the interview shows and the halftime podcast are inspiring your growth and your career. Best of luck and keep working hard. 
The rest of you, please go right now to makersofsport.com slash iTunes and hit the five star. And as always, leave a comment. Tell us how much you like the show. Tell other listeners how much you like the show. Tell the guests that come on the show how much you like the show. Lastly, follow me, ask questions, or say hello on Twitter, at Makers of Sport, and like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Makers of Sport. I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter and Dribble. The show is at Makers of Sport. Until next time, have a good week.